Hi, DJ. Hey, how are you? <laughs> Do you mean that? Or is that just habit that you're asking that? Yeah, are you feeling better? Are you getting better? Are you are you mentally now still? No. Yeah. No. I uh I'm smiling, but this is what I call my pageant smile that I've had to learn over the years and especially at work. Yeah. To slap it on my face. Um no, I'm not okay at all. I'm on medications and uh I'm alive because I have children. You know, that's how, let me ask you something. How do you uh this is something I've been curious about because I've been noticing like there 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 are a lot of younger people uh in these protests and stuff, like younger younger than Gosh, like they they look young to me, I guess, maybe because I'm an old motherfucker now, but like how how do you does your are your children aware of what's going on in the world or do you blanket them from it? And how do you talk to them about it at all? And, and how how does that work when you have children? Because they there's no way that they do they have phones? Mm -hmm. So if they, they have do. they know. Yes. And they've yeah. seen pretty terrible things. Probably. Um, so my kiddos, you know, they get their worldview a lot from what I tell them, which is how it goes with most parents and kids, you know, like you believe what your parents tell you. Um, but also at this point, what I'm telling them is also being backed up of what they're witnessing on their phones. So my kids are way, and they always have been way more mature than their age. Like they understand way deeper concepts and always have so I can have pretty open conversations with them about geopolitics and you know racism and all kinds of things um but I do try to stand I mean I don't want them I hope to god that they haven't seen like a hellfire missile and I'm not gonna tell them that I saw one you know like that kind of stuff yeah. um so they're pretty I think they're they're pretty aware they're the only kids at their entire school that don't stand up for the Pledge of Allegiance. And every single year we get, we have to email the teacher <laughs> because the kids say, my teacher made me stand up. And so we have to email and say, oh, we are aware that our kids have the right to choose whether they stand or not. We support that. Thank you very much. And then the teacher's over is like, oh, okay, as long as you're aware, that's fine. You know, but um, yeah, we're. Well, that's cool. That's cool that they're open to that, not completely psychotic about the situation. I think uh, that wouldn't go over so well around here. I don't know. Uh, but yeah. I don't know anything about the schooling. I just, I see a lot of young people. I see a lot of real, really young people, you know, uh, being exposed to a lot of stuff. And it's, um, you know, that's where uh, my mind has gotten at this point. Uh, I don't think that there's any that, uh, I, there's no end to this generationally. You know, this is going to be generations and generations and generations of hatred and, and terrible stuff. So I just I wonder how how kids are being are being radicalized, and it. it just it's it's a it's a weird thing, and or or if they're giving a sense of uh, well, this is this is wrong, and this is this is the old the way that the old folks do it. We ain't gonna do it this way. You know what I mean? I, 
I don't know. I don't know. It's scary. It's scary. It's scary for the future. Anyway. So yeah, I'm on medication. <laughs> I mean, that's the bottom line. Like I went to my doctor and I was like, it's, it's time. Like I, I can't, you know, um, I have people here that I cannot traumatize. I would like to leave, but I can't because they would be traumatized. And at this point, that's the only reason I'm holding on to. Fine. I guess that's a legitimate reason. Um, yeah, totally is. yeah. But I, I also feel kind of like, oh, I've manipulated myself into this situation where, yeah, I've uh, brought people into consciousness on this earth that now, like, there's never going to be a time that I could leave and they wouldn't be traumatized. So I've kind of, uh, you know, forced my own hand in that sense. I didn't realize it at the time when I decided to have kids, but um, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to pretend I'm not. And hopefully I'll start feeling better. I don't know. I've Lots of people at work have, um, you know, I've been very open. I've, I'm never really shy about <clears throat> talking about my mental health struggles or, you know, truly how I feel about things. There's other people at work that are like, oh, you really, have you ever thought about going to see a counselor or talking to a therapist? And I was like, I'm open to it, but I don't, I legitimately, is there a person out there who's going to talk me through witnessing a genocide? Like for yeah. real, be fucking for yeah. real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and uh, so I'm yeah, open to therapy, but I don't. I would hate to be a psychologist right now because literally these are this is unprecedented. Unprecedented. Like we didn't even see this with you, Ukraine. You didn't see the type of like on the ground massacre. You know, death and uh, and and it's clearly like you've got two sides here. You know. And, and I think, and I think that that's what scares me. It's like, like you got these two sides here, and like, if you want to talk about heroism, you've got to look at the doctors that are fucking. Oh Lord, have mercy! They're 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 ama- these people are are incredibly heroic. Uh, uh, the press, the people in the press who've been. Uh, so that just you know, uh, as far as. The, what what I what I would think that 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 that, that, that in, 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 anyways so it, it it'd be it's it'd be hard to be a psychologist right now and be like well you know mm-hmm. you got to protect your apartheid you know if you're gonna have it you know you got to defend your apartheid state yeah so maybe like- find a hobby so maybe find a hobby while this. You know what I mean? Like, you say. I Yeah, I don't know. And I did say that to one of my um, coworkers. I, I said that. I was like, I, who's going to talk me through, like, hold my hand uh, and while I witness a genocide? And she's like, well, maybe there is, there's not going to be somebody who's going to make you feel better about that, but you can, like, find strategies to make it through the day. And I'm like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I mean... Yeah, what's gonna be the answer? What's gonna be the answer that 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 unplugs me? I've I've been lucky. I've been able to like uh, get my head into some uh, into some work, but also like coming off this COVID has been uh, rather nightmarish. I gotta be. This shit has a shelf life that's like not not cool. Mm-hmm. Not like uh, definitely uh, my energy level of like like being able like I just went and, like. Uh, well, working on some stuff, and dude, I just don't feel 
uh, like myself, like I feel like I'm I'm tired. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, you were you were very acutely sick for a while. Yeah, like that was that was rough on you. And this, have you had COVID before? No, this is your first time that you know of. Yeah. Okay. Oh God. Um. Like yeah. Late in the game. The, the the main thing is now that I'm just like, I'm tired. Like, I don't have any energy level. But I don't know when the last time I had a sore throat was. And, like, dude, that Did you have is, a little bad sore throat this time? Oh, it was so gnarly. It Ooh. was so gnarly. It was so bad. I don't know when the last time I had one was. But this time was definitely, like, I tried to eat at one point. I tried to eat, like, a little bit of soup. The dread made it had some like rice in it. And there might have been like four grains of rice in it. And it was like I felt all four grains of rice just slap. Yes. Oh, it was so bad. It couldn't get it down. Oh, so bad. It was bad cough. That sounds bad. Oh my God. I'm yeah. sorry, DJ. How do you feel now? Do you still have a sore throat at all? Or is it like no, I got a little congestion and just like I'm just I'm tired. Uh -huh. I'm tired. I'm just unbelievably uh, lethargic. It does take a long time for, for people to recover from it. And also, like, as we get older, <laughs> I'm experiencing this, too. Like, I'm not bouncing back from illnesses like I used to either. Like, it, does, it does take more time to recover. Well, that's what I was talking about, how, like, COVID precautions and, like, people... And, like, I don't want to get into the whole thing, but I'm saying Biden's response back to the COVID situation has not been good. I don't know who's who's saying that it's been great. It 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 fucking have it. Like workers, people, we need a whole we need a whole thing, a whole protective layer around people who are working because you get sick at work, right? You have to take the time off. Most people don't get holiday pay. Right. So so if you're going to have any time with your family or whatever, it's got to come out of your PTO. You know, it's all you're already losing money, uh, which right now is unbearable. You yeah. know, like, yeah. you not get behind even a little bit you're like you're just struggling just to like anyway. And we talk about class violence. How like all of a sudden you're you're supposed to get right back into work right at at the they at the jump you can't get well you cannot get well hmm. you know and you go back and from the time that you and all your co-workers were out of work now your workload's doubled because they've been working you know and who knows what all's gone on in the weeks that you've been out and like now your workload's doubled so you're 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 working twice as hard sick it's just it's crazy there got to be some sort of some sort of protection for workers against this type of what i can only describe as class violence you know what that protection is unions unions yes it's unions it is yeah because yeah. they're not they they the powers that be are never gonna change it because it's working it's working yeah. fine for them, you know. Um, they just grind our bones into dust for 99 cents in profit. And I, that's not hyperbolic. I mean, they'll step over your burning body 
for 99 cents in profit. Um, And they, yeah, the way that they make decisions is they weigh how much you can make for them in profit versus um, how much you can make for them sick versus you dead. That's, that's the calculations that they're doing. So it is the time. It's the time for unions and labor um, to organize because uh, that's where we have to fight for it, and it's going to be a deadly fight. And we, um, Sean, uh, Sean fight, Sean O'Brien. Yeah, hell yeah! <laughs> I'm in love with that guy. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And Sarah Nelson, they're all going up to Congress to speak. It's it's a it's amazing what's happening to unions. And shout out to Lab uh, the the, uh, uh, the Valley Labor Report. Uh, yeah, they did their uh, 32 hour fundraiser marathon. That was awesome. I had it playing the entire time. Even when yeah. I was asleep, I just kept it on. Yeah, I just did. Yeah. And put it on all the work computers, too. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice. We, we just had it on and running in the background. But uh, yeah, that was, that, was a, that was a real cool thing. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's great. So yeah, it, it, you know, it's crazy right now. Um, I think, you know, with the rise of unions and the rise of like the middle class and and, 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 and protections for the working class uh, and organizing for the working class, you know, uh, I do think that there, uh, that there's a lot of hope in there and I find a lot of hope in there. And that's, and that's really been, that, that really brightened my, uh, brightened my outlook on uh, a lot of things like, yeah, shit's fucked up right now, but like uh, some things are moving in the right direction. And if when you start talking about unions, like it's this that that type of organization, that type of uh, labor camaraderie, uh, it 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 goes beyond beyond domestics. You know what I mean? Where this goes into, you know, uh, you know, hey. We think that this is the workers think this is wrong and we stand up and we strike and we're not going to send you missiles anymore. You know what I mean? It's yeah. uh, definitely a, a positive and in, in, in a work towards uh, a, a, a movement towards the uh, the right direction. Now, to say that, though, people are easily manipulated and people are very easily uh, bought. So Yes. I'm just like, I don't think I'm that smart, but holy shit, like some, I, I can't, I'm going to, I'm going to malfunction. I just, I have to stop. <laughs> I'm just going to start spiraling, like so easily manipulated. And I don't know if it's because the brain is just so desperate to find a place of comfort and they'll just believe those comfortable lies. I get that. Um, I just haven't, you know had that in a long time i guess yeah i don't know i don't know what to say but i mean there's still people trying to come at me in my dms to explain why i'm anti-semitic because i'm denouncing genocide and at this point i'm like i have ended friendships for much less than like people trying to justify a genocide to me i bye you know yeah. yeah i've killed so many heroes in my brain over the past since like 2016 pretty much sure, yeah. It's, yeah um but it's yeah. very disappointing it's very disappointing um it is yeah it is uh and uh you know that's just life but uh you know even though i do fear for the younger generations i do feel a lot of hope therein like i 
once again, this old playbook that we've been playing by, this old, like, uh, you're seeing it right now where, where people are like, yeah, no, nah, we're not going to be the country that supports colonial settlerism. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not, we're not going to be, we're, we don't, we've got enough on our backs right now. You know what I'm saying? And the only move towards peace is, you know, it's, it's not bombs. It's not bombs. Bombs are not leaving anyone. No one's getting more peaceful through war. You know, no one's no one's doing any better. Raytheon's doing better, but the rest of us out here are really being traumatized and, and, and radicalized, and you're turning us against each other. And it's like it's a uh, it's the, our leaders are are failing at such a. And that's, you know, and that's the thing. They are not failing. No, they are very successful for who they actually work for. They're, they're failing us. They're, yeah. they're, failing, they're failing any kind of uh, uh, progress. They're failing. They're failing at being uh, at, at progress. And human, they're failing human. Failing at being human. Yeah. I, I was thinking about it uh, earlier today, actually, because I was like, okay, what could it possibly be? I know money and power. Clearly, that's like what every single world leader or definitely ours um, have in mind is money and power. But to what end? Like, what is it that is so valuable to them that it gives their brain the chemicals it needs for them to be able to just eh, just be so flippant about about human suffering like, what is it that that is giving them so much dopamine and serotonin? Because they can't spend, I mean, there's, is there like a chemical, a drug out there that they have access to that we've never heard of? Like, what is it that is making them continue to be these fucking monsters? Like, to what end? I, I don't, what is well, it? Definitely, and you, and you have to admit that it's both, it's both Hamas, and Israel hate each other. They fucking hate each other, you know. And uh, but you know, there's this uh, the whole story with. And I'm not saying that one is in the right and then one is in the wrong. I'm just saying that they equally hate each other. And instead of anyone making any type of, uh, it's so good for the war profiteers. To keep that hate going, yeah, I mean it's hate, yeah, definitely, it's hate. They, they, they hate, and the people who hate will want to. I mean, look at Saudi Arabia, right? They, there's no way in the fuck that these people are about to do anything like that. The, the, the um, you know, they, they called it the whole committee, the uh, the uh, Islamic. Uh, Federation or whatever just called together and then Iran was like we need to cut off all oil to the to America we need to do all this and all that and they were like no you know what I mean like that's not gonna happen that's more what I'm talking about it's not necessarily like Hamas and the Israeli government I'm talking more about like our handlers the oil execs like what because they're in my opinion, it's the oil execs. And then, like you said, like weapons, you know, um, they're running our, the show, they're running our politicians, but what is it that's so valuable to them as individuals that it, that they are able to continue being 
the monsters that they are and like i think it's just the sickness of 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 uh capital the sickness of capital with like never being able to have enough and being born into or like having this mentality where ownership is the only thing like the conquest conquest is the only thing like you don't know anything else you don't you don't know any these people don't know anything else but gaining they like this this that world makes perfect sense to them in their world like they're truly deeply deeply fucking diseased like they're 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 that that the, the billionaire class uh and uh getting up into the multi-millionaire class you know these people like they live in a world that is so untouched untouched by like modern or like the the the, the general public's uh suffering or or uh just the daily life of the normal person they're so far away from that that uh you know they they don't they don't they, none of none of the peace doesn't make sense anymore do you know what i mean because they never feel anything anything violent they never feel the violence you know we're talking about class violence or or just the class struggle they don't struggle they don't these things aren't real to them they have no empathy they're sick they're sick people they really are the capitalist class are sick fucking people i agree yeah absolutely i mean yeah um they're sociopaths they cannot feel empathy but i wonder like okay so for me as a human like right now i said i'm staying alive because i have kids but in general the things that bring me joy in life are um like connecting with other people, laughing, helping other people be comfortable, which is, I think, why I um, became a nurse. Um, like I, it, it fulfills me and it feels very good. It clearly gives me dopamine when I'm able to alleviate somebody's suffering. So those are the kind of things that like make me feel good about continuing to exist. Is there anything that makes these billionaires feel good about existing or is it just they're just a machine that's just like, like you said, like the drive of conquest? From what I can tell, it's like owning more stuff, having having the having the numbers uh, on the looking at the numbers in their bank account or or that their company has or or you know you know sometimes they get the thrill out of just squashing other people the the whole that whole competitive it's so wild like you listen to uh, have you ever watched uh, the uh, what is it, the smartest guys in the room it's about Enron. I haven't know how they all started as like just these nerdy math, whatever. But like by the end of it, they were like all into working out, doing blow, banging hookers, like, like fucking like totally once that came, totally like uh, the, 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 the competition within the Enron spaces was completely brutal. Like they had no, like they were into crushing one another and and like being better than each other and it's it's really psychologically uh just insane that, that, that this is the way that all these people go I mean, zuck and elon musk all of a sudden want to fight each other in a cage like what are we talking about like what is going on what is it 
that once you become this 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 part in this class in the capitalist class and you start uh gaining a measure of success i suppose that that has no you become a feudal and and and, and warrior type uh uh, mentality I don't understand it's 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 insane it's an it's insanity instead of wanting to be peaceful and and, and promote peace and, and promote change and promote uh which the Enron people were all ab- nuts from the beginning right um and everybody who was involved in it was completely nuts from the beginning um but what it does to what it does to people to enter that whole Wall Street mentality. It's just, it's bizarre. It's bizarre and it's toxic and it's awful. It's, it's just awful. That is, yeah, that's so weird. I saw a TikToker who was just talking about how humans are so weird. Like we are such a weird species that we can do the things that we do to each other and um yeah kind of like what you just talked about like start off seemingly pretty reasonable and then get molded into this fucking mom you know like roid roid rage monster that's yeah who wants to fight in a cage against another social media person like what like what are we what are we doing this is and, and and then have the public cheering you on yeah i fucking fuck fuck Elon fuck Zuckerberg like what what like this is this is madness this is this is not normal behavior this is not this isn't good this isn't I mean it's you know beyond well I don't know what normal behavior is I was just gonna say what is normal behavior but actually I think we know what it is it would be to live in communities and care for each other and you know yeah that, right? That's what our brains are meant to do, but modern society requires of us. It requires our brains to take in so much stimuli that they're just not equipped or evolved to be able to handle. So we're all getting like zoocosis, you know, like the animals do in the zoos and they go crazy. But we're getting that too as a species. Oh yeah, definitely. Looking out from our screens out into the, the broader, it's and then for some reason, domination and com- competition rules this type of whatever this whatever this mentality is. Instead of solidarity and, and progress, it's domination and and competition. And it's and it's a uh, you know these two types of thinking are are definitely uh, always at battle. And it's you know. it's like watching this all this thing all this thing you realize that that violence is never it's never good but sometimes it is necessary i'm not saying (laughs) i'm waiting like i said i have kids i can't go to jail or die yet but i am waiting it'll never really happen in America. Like, I, I don't believe it'll ever really ever happen in America again. Uh, not that we're not completely, uh, totally violent already. I mean, fuck, we are. It's so funny listening to people say, oh, the terror the terror threat is raising in America. Like, really? We are. Like, 
us, who's going to terrorize us more than we do? On that, right. what are they going to do? They're going to shoot up a school. They're mm-hmm. going to go like shoot up a, you know what I'm saying? Now we already got that under control, man. Like ain't nobody going to out. Look at what our own Congress does to us on a daily basis. This is, you know, look at what this fucking fascist Speaker of the House for the Republican Party. Like, look at it, like, dude. Nobody's going to terrorize us more than we fucking terrorize us. Good luck. Good luck, Middle East. We wrote, the, we wrote the playbook. Yeah, we totally did. Dude, we totally did. We absolutely did. It's so funny. It's so funny to think that there's anybody who could out-terrorize Americans. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, you were talking about, like, solidarity versus... Uh, you know, dominating. And that is something, you know, circling back to talking about the younger generation that I see. And it is one thing that gives me hope is that the younger generation can see through bullshit. I mean, like a surgeon, like they, they can see through it. Um, and I think that they have, uh, a much stronger sense of solidarity. Um, and, and, you know, part of that may be like, I am known for hating on the boomers for sure. But I think part of that is that they just see like the insane, like, like childish behavior of boomers. And they're like, we're not going to be like that. I mean, yeah. at least, at least we, that can be said for a lot of the boomer generation that they're just so insane that the younger generation can see without a doubt that they do not want to end up like that. Yeah. Um, I, I- What's good for them is that they, they can see like the bull the bullshit on the on the on the on like the far right side, but they can also see the bullshit on like the left and like the the the, the Democrats. Like they they can really they they can really see like our, my own generation. Also, I would have to say our our own generation is probably pretty fucked too, uh, on one side or the other. Like because. As far as I'm concerned, like the majority of Democrats are just as like blind, you know. And I mean, the and people or the politicians? The politicians. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe the people too. I mean, I'm people. A lot of people have been trying to argue me like why, why, why Biden is like a good president. And, and that's, <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Who, who is trying to argue with you about that? Oh, oh my god! Okay. Right. That was that. That was an actual laugh. Like I didn't have to fake that laugh. That was an actual, legitimate guffaw at that. Oh my word! At the end of the argument, it's always like he's better than Trump, and it's like that's not good enough for me anymore. Like yeah. that's not good enough for me. Like I get it. Get him in twenty twenty four. If you got to, because like, you know, obviously nobody wants Trump because not that I believe that Trump would even become president. Like if people don't think that like elections get stolen in America, even presidential elections, I'm not saying that the that the 2020 election was, but I'm saying what about Al Gore? And but what about 2016? Like, dude, dude, there have certainly has been fuckery in elections. And I don't believe that BlackRock or Raytheon or whoever the fuck it is that actually run this thing, because I, I don't believe people do. I don't believe people's will 
change anything. I believe that it's corporations. And I don't think that they want the loose cannon in there. You know what I mean? Not that I think that even without a, a hard leftist's vote that like Trump could win anyway. They just don't think it's possible. Um, but still being better than Trump is not anything to be proud of. It's not, it's like, you're, that's the lowest common denominator, man. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's absolutely nothing to be like waving a flag about, dude. Like he, he, it's like, I do appreciate what he's done for unions and his support for unions. Of course, everybody does. But like, he didn't do any of that. Sean Fain did that. Sarah, but, yeah, Biden, no. Don't give Biden any credit for, yeah, for what's happening with unions. No. For being like, yeah, this team's winning, so I'm going to side with this team. You know, I appreciate that he didn't do anything to, like, what what Trump would obviously do, which is, like, try to throw shit in the game, uh, which he did try to do. You know what I'm saying? Try to uh, – you got to appreciate that. But, like, again, doing the least that you could possibly do is not – the status quo is not good. So – like going back to to that whole thing, it's like my argument isn't necessarily for or against Biden. I think he's definitely going to be the president. I don't think that there's any way that's a socialist or you know uh, a hard leftist like Cornell West or anyone has has a chance just in America. I just don't think that that's we're ready for that, but we could be, and I think that that's the way we need to go. Uh, as someone who's, who's who's going to admit that, like, we don't need to be sending fucking money to apartheid states and shit. We need to start investing into our own people. You know, it shouldn't be the first question. Another country shouldn't be, regardless of the legitimacy of what they were doing or anything else, another country shouldn't be getting billions of our tax money when we're literally down here fucking just barely scraping to survive and we have the problems that we have with houselessness and with with like that this shouldn't be this shouldn't be it should not exist you know Mm -hmm. physician heal thyself is what i say and uh, but well that's because you care about people so you're you're talking about yeah this shouldn't be happening here because you care about your fellow citizen or just fellow human being but um that's not who our politicians care about. We know that. We know this. Yeah. yeah. They care about blaming other people. Oh, China and everything, or the Mexico in the in the border or whatever. They care. And it's and we're still hearing these same arguments. You know what I mean? And it's and it's crazy. It's it's madness. We need people who are going to step away from corporate interests and corporate sponsorships and say, here are the problems, and here are we going to address the problems. Because I promise you, ain't nobody who's out there on the fucking street, fucking addicted to drugs, not being able to help themselves. That it's not that they don't want help. It's like the 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 help that's available to them is either a trap, you know, and 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 very much uh and very much like a situation like with the with the, with. Like anybody who's been in in, in in a in a drug rehab or anything like that, when you go through these like Christian, where it's transactional, and these Christians uh-huh. run these, they run these like uh, uh, drug courts and stuff like that. 
they are insane. Like how they ended up being able to, these people are insane and they don't, there's no help there. Uh-huh. So like, like our prisons, so there's so much stuff that needs to be done here. Worrying about making sure our top priority is giving, you know, what money for fuel or whatever. I don't, I don't, I don't know what the answer is, but I'm sure our relations with Saudi Arabia are going to remain great regardless. So, like, why are we, why are we funding these other countries for uh, the, the, the tech? Oh God, the, the stuff that's going on in Congo, terrible. Mm-hmm. How do we invest money in that? If we're going to invest money in that, we need to invest helping the situation. There's no reason why we should be doing this if we're going to pull minerals from the earth, which we probably shouldn't be fucking doing anyways. You know what I mean? But if we're going to do that, there's a humane way to do this. If we're going to buy these products, we need to make sure that it's the most humane and, and best interest of the people who are there and whose land it is, you know what I mean? And that they get profit. So they're not just out there living in squalor. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. It seems like there's definitely a way to do this without so much suffering. And, uh, that's that's the road we need to get anyways. That's my <laughs> that's my TED talk. I'm just sitting here like nodding my head. Uh-huh. uh-huh yeah. No, yeah. you're right. I mean, you're right, but it's just like, oh my God, my brain is gonna just melt from being overwhelmed with everything. Um welcome back to Life and Death and Dirt, everybody. This is like our fifth or sixth episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah we- talking about gardening if the world went like it's just it's like i had such high hopes i was so excited to do this podcast um it's supposed to be about yeah like regenerative gardening and community and then i was going to tell you about what the dying process looks like since i've seen it so many times and then now there's just fucking a genocide on tiktok and all these genocides happening (laughs) yeah like you can see yeah yeah so, um, you know, you mentioned uh, how there's not actual help out there, like for, you know, drug rehab or any kind of rehabilitation in the United States is, yeah, severely lacking. And um, when I've had times in my life, which very recently was one of them where I was like, you know, I could really use, like, I, I think I would be a good candidate for maybe an inpatient setting to make sure I'm not going to do something that would uh, traumatize the people that love me. But I know better. I know in my head, I know what that looks like. And what that looks like is they just keep you safe until they can medicate you to the point that you no longer want to exit the earth. Like that, that's literally, it's a bandaid because there's not resources available if you have the insurance to, to cover that. Oh, right, right. And I'm privileged enough that I would um, have the insurance to do that. But also I'm like, I know better. Nope, I know. What it means is they take my phone and they take all my items and um, so that I just can't hurt myself. And then um, I stay there until they can get me on a medication regimen where they feel like it's safe for me to go home. That's what that would look like, unfortunately. And it's not the people that work in those facilities. It's just the system. Um, yeah. Which yeah. is, which at this point in time, I don't know. Like, this is, this is totally unprecedented. This is totally, a, uh, uh, like before, 
like when Iraq war would go on, you might see some pictures, you might see a body burn, but you didn't see it like this. Uh -huh. You did not see the effects of, and the way that it's got to be affecting everyone, like what, like what you were saying at the beginning, what would a, how would a person help you? How would a person help you? Uh -huh. Other than a government official ending the, Oh, calling ending a genocide. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, calling and 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 bring, you know, it's it's crazy. Like there's there's no help to be had. People can't help you from this destructive late stage capitalism that we're going through and that we're feeling on a day to day basis. There's no one that can help you from that. They can medicate you. They can uh -huh. they, you can pick up some hobbies, but there's no. There's no reprieve, and it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Um, so we turn our energy toward the labor movement. That's that's what I decided. Like during when uh, the Valley Labor Report did their uh, fundraiser, there was um, only a short amount of time when I really actually could like tune in and truly listen, even though I just had it on in the background the whole time. And I was able to tune in um, it was, I think it was like Max Alvarez was, was on. Yeah, great, right? And that for like a moment, I was like, oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. I have hope. Like, this is what I can put my energy into. Um, Cause you know, watching a genocide on fucking social media on a children's dancing app um, is yeah. traumatizing. Yeah. And it's understandable to feel hopeless, but then I thought, oh, I can I can actually this is something I can do physically that I can actually put my energy into is supporting the labor movement and unions. So that's what I've decided other than staying alive so I don't traumatize my kids and my husband and then like <laughs> putting my energy into the labor movement is something that I tangible that I feel like I can do. Um are you a part of the union of a of a nurses union? No, I'm not. So when I when I worked in um, Washington State, I was because the whole you know the whole West Coast is um, huge union. Uh, but then my so my husband was in the military, so the army just tells you, oh, you're moving here now. You know, like you don't get a choice. So we moved to Georgia, and I worked at a hospital just per diem, um, and that was a non-union hospital. And I was like, oh my god, like what? <laughs> you guys need a union? What's going on here? You know. Um, and then um, after that, I just always had like per diem positions. So, and then as far as like any kind of big union for the nurses, I'm not, and I'm waiting for them to put their money where their fucking mouth is because during COVID, where was um, like the nurses associations? Quiet, that's where they fucking were, so. So now I'm not part of the union. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. I can't imagine being like a service like that to a life saving service like that, where you don't really have you. If you go on strike, that means motherfuckers don't have help. They yeah, don't have help. they don't have access to health. You know. Yeah. Like so. And that's how why do... it's so easy to manipulate healthcare workers. So yeah. so easy to yeah. exploit them because people don't become a healthcare worker because they think they look good in scrubs or because it's good money. But they don't. 
Like it's not, it's, it's, they become healthcare workers because they care about others and it's fulfilling to them to take care of other people. So yeah, asking nurses to strike, even though deep down they know it's the right thing to do for the patients. In the meantime, the people who would be harmed or have bad uh, medical outcomes during that strike, it, that hurts us like on a physical level. And so I think that's a tool that the that's used against healthcare workers to keep them from striking. Without a shadow of a doubt, yeah. I mean, that's another thing again, and you know, we talk about that's a that's a that's a hundred percent a type of 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 to in my mind, violence. You know what I mean? That's that that to me is corporate violence. It is, it is uh a way to uh subject uh your employees to unfair and unreasonable conditions. And doing it basically by force, forcing you, forcing you, you know what I'm saying? By, by force, you know, um, forcing you not to retaliate against unfair and not just unfair to you, but unfair to your patients as well. It's got to be a double, a double side, like a real stab in the heart. And, uh, you know, these insurance companies are real bloodless ghouls, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah anyone who's ever had to like and it doesn't even make any sense in our insurance the way that it's it whether it be car insurance or it, none of it makes any sense none of it makes any sense they're just profit companies that's that's what their produce is is they produce profits that's not they don't provide any other service none and yeah. it's 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 uh really weird that you could you could become a fucking billionaire off that you know what i mean just and that's where they all get their money from, doing nothing off the well, off the work of other people. They collect wealth and then act like you're some sort of morally deficient if, in fact, you don't have wealth. But as a matter of fact, you know what I mean? It's so hard to accrue wealth without being like within the arts and extremely talented or something like that. Or uh, or having a, a, a such a hard a a, 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 a a basis a beginning of, of of already having that wealth there for you to to support you. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, poor people are. It's a it's a class war. It's a class war. No war, but class war. It is a class. You see this right here. Yeah. <laughs> no war, but the class war. Okay. No war, like, yes. Yeah, that's so that's where that's the one glimmer of hope. Thank you to Max Alvarez and the Valley Labor Report for, you know, giving me something that I can hyper fixate on to try to like keep moving forward. Um, but it it has to be the labor movement. That's even even the global politics, like uh it's gonna start with the labor movement here if we think that we're gonna make a change. Yeah, it's gotta start with it. Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it was great. I was able to listen to Kim Kelly. Uh, she, her, uh, she was real great. And a lot, and a lot of people talked about Palestine. You know, mm -hmm. uh, Sam Cedar was great. Uh, 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 there are a couple of people I were able, I was able to listen in on that just amazing. I'm, I'm, uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, it starts with the working class, and it and it moves out. Like you got to 
unionize, you got to organize, you know, and you have to be militant about it. You have to, you, you know, the union is the, is the military branch of, 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 of the working class, you know, so regardless if you join a union or not, you've got to look to them to be the ones who are actually in the fight uh, for all of us and their strategies and because it doesn't trickle down, you know what I mean? It trickles out. And um, What do you mean by that? Well, just like it doesn't trickle down from the top, it starts, you know, with, with the way that the, the, the change happens, you know, you have your core, you know, workers and then, you know, just say a, a person at a, a union job or whatever or whatever you you know we 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 make the economy work uh you make the, the the grocery store you know you help the person at the grocery store when the when these jobs are making more money and like spending more money and thus you know i'm saying causing you know what i mean it's just it works it moves outward okay i see what you're saying yeah yeah, yeah. uh and and when when they get raises, then the, the, the standard of living, the standard of pay, the the minimum wage changes, or hourly uh, hourly work, thirty two hour work week. Obviously, that's something that I totally believe is going to happen. Me too. Yes. Yep. Yeah. There's no reason to be working five five days a week. Well, let's be honest. People work way more than that, but way more. Yeah. Um, but we don't need to. No. No, no, and that's how and that's how wealth spreads, and that's how and that's how uh, economies should run. And it starts with the people, man. It starts with the it starts with the workers getting their fair share. <laughs> so labor movement, yeah, growing your own food, yeah, dying, death, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was going to talk to everybody today about something about dying. Um, but it just feels kind of uh, vulgar to talk about that when there is, like, you can see it happening on social media. Yeah. Well, we could work. We could work to that point. We could work. We could, we can get to that point. Maybe next week we'll talk about dying. Yeah, we'll see how I'm doing next week. Yeah, yeah. And how you're doing. But how are you? Like, so what are you doing? You said that um one, you're trying you're just trying to recover from COVID. Um, but you had mentioned that you got into some work or some things that were kind of helping you feel a little bit better mentally or emotionally. So what um uh, what is it that you working on? Uh just basically uh just working on securing pipes, making sure that, you know, we're going to have a lot of snow here. So that's going to be, or they're calling for a lot of snow. So that's a whole nother, it's a whole nother sign. We got to get our uh, chickens better, better. So they're not just cold all night. So there's not wind blowing through there. Mm -hmm. you know, we got to get that up. And then uh, we are probably going to take on nine goats. I think we've been talking what? about it. <laughs> Oh my yeah. God! When the nine goats? Yeah. Okay, so this is new. Nine. I haven't heard of this. Yeah. So it might happen in the spring, but we're gonna have to start getting ready for it now. So we've been just looking in the barn up there and looking at different places and with with the 
with the goats comes another dog too. So it's going to be a big change and it's going to need a lot of fence and stuff like that. So we're just looking in on, on all that, seeing how that's going to work out and hopefully uh, it's going to work good. You'll make it work. Yeah. You and Dre will. Um, well, that's exciting, I think, to have 10 goats. <laughs> that's yeah. a lot of goats, actually. <laughs> I and mean, they're, a lot they're of pretty rambunctious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, congratulations. Well, thank you. That is a fun project to work to work on. And you you say that they're calling for a lot of snow in your area. How was it last winter? Did you get a lot of snow or no. any snow? No. And we only got like a few days that were like freezing and in like where it was like freezing day after day. Uh -huh. So which is like when your pipes freeze and stuff, it's not really them freezing overnight or whatever. It's like when it. Right. Instant like that. And, uh, so we're a little worried about that. So we're a little worried about also the uh, the electricity. So it's just going out actually because of the snow. Because if it does go out, this part of this mountain that we're on, we're not going to be seeing any uh, any supports for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if it goes down, it'll be a day or two. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so prepared being very getting getting prepared that's probably a good idea <laughs> yeah. Like a yeah. idea. yeah probably everything that we didn't do we'll, we'll we didn't think of we'll find out you'll learn it yeah it's just one of those things so like getting back into that mind frame has really been been cool because it is a constant thing here that like you, you've constantly got to you know even if it's like your project's just like 20 or 30 minutes today like things have to be done constantly constantly you know mm -hmm. not just like general cleanup and cleaning out the chicken coops and turning your compost and checking on all that stuff but uh but just a constant uh every every day comes with a new um little surprise so yeah and when you have 10 goats it's really that's really going to be amplified 10 goats and another dog yeah. yeah yeah but they'll all be out in the field like we're not bringing them in or they're not going to be they're just going to be field goats, uh -huh. but it will take building a, uh, I don't know if we're going to keep them up in the barn up there or how this is going to work, but we'll see. You'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. You got some space out there. That's exciting. And I hear that your chickens have been terrorized by a hawk. Yes. Is still around. Yeah. I think it comes by every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, Roving dogs and hawks have been the bane of my existence throughout. They started coming around when I was sick, and then, like, oh, dude, I have to get up, chase off dogs, and chase off. Man, that, that hawk was so big. I, I swear I've never seen, like, it was it was huge. Mm -hmm. It was, and like, I, I guess it was too big to, to, to catch it on the first round in. Of course, it, the, where the chickens are, they're in between, like, two fences. So it would have to like, you know, it's got to aim weird. And they got away the first time. Uh, but then I saw it and I saw it, you know, and that they were like big. So yeah. Did it try to swoop again? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's tried. It's tried a couple of times actually. Okay. I think, I don't know if it's hawks or an eagle. Because we have a bald eagle's nest that's really close to our house, and it will it'll circle over our house sometimes. You can tell it's kind of eyeballing you know what we have here. But I I think it was the eagle that I've heard 
that the way that they hunt, they have to do this, like swoop and grab and, and then yeah. fly off. And so if you have lots of structures that are up, um, then it's, it's more difficult for them to actually uh, take one of your animals. So we've got like trees, we've got solar panels and um, I think that that helps, but I don't know about hawks because they tend to land and perch. Yeah. That's what they do. They perch in the trees and then they. Yeah. Like dive bomb. I don't yeah. know. But I think that does help when you have some more of those like 3D, like taller structures around that makes it like an yeah, obstacle. Yeah, definitely. They've done. The fence did. So. All right. Well, hang in there. But I mean, what's your option to try to shoot it? You probably get in trouble. Right. Yeah. Chase them. Chase them. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, it's just a matter of time before, they, before a random dog or some get some. I mean, we just let them go. They just roam. Yeah. So they have places around the yard and places that, that, that they go, but it's not. They're chickens, man. It's, yeah. He probably will, so whatever. It's farm life, unfortunately. That is like, yeah, you have to become, you have to be, you just become very aware, I guess, of the life cycle of the earth when you have animals. I'm learning this because um, yeah. it does. Yeah. They die. They die. Yeah. Or they get eaten, hey. you know, like, or attacked. And well, that's going to be a big thing when we bring all those uh, goats here is that we have coyotes. We mm -hmm. got coyotes. I mean, we got them. And you can hear them all out here, all around this coyote poop. And uh, so, you know, that's going to be a thing. Yeah, coyotes, we have them too. They're usually across the street, um, like down in this little field that's across the street where you can hear them really well. Like the they echo at night, their little yips and howls that they do echo. Um, yeah, I don't know though what the best way is to handle coyotes. I'll go out there sometimes with, like sometimes I'll hear my neighbor shooting at them, like to get them away if he gets too if they get too close to his house i have a conch shell like those big seashells the whole bit nice. <laughs> and i'll go outside sometimes and try to like <laughs> try to scare them away it works sometimes um but i don't hey, horns are real good for that like What's hazing, that? air horns are real good yeah something to make noise there just to scare them off but then they just like eventually they'll come back and i don't know you kind of get to a point where you just you hear them like, oh, there's the coyotes again. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, there's that. So, yeah. um, sorry everyone that I'm such a downer, but I, like I said, I'm medicated and I'm not trying to pretend like I'm not like this, <laughs> this no, is the rosy you're going to get right now. <laughs> I don't have that either. I don't have that. I don't have that thing. What people have where they don't like, I, Whatever I'm feeling, I wear my heart on my sleeve, so don't even have to worry about that for me. Yeah. Well, for anybody who did listen in, thanks for returning, and hopefully, oh God, soon we can be a little bit more funny. Yeah, but I'm not making any fucking promises, okay? God. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. How about this next week? Uh, next week, what would you like to hear about? I can talk about the death rattle. That's a really interesting one that some people are uh, kind of like morbidly interested in hearing about. 
for anybody who's heard of death rattle. Um, I can talk about the phenomenon of uh, if anyone out there has ever experienced being with a loved one who's dying and you know they're going to die any minute and you sit at their bedside for hours and hours and hours and then you finally get up and leave the room to go take a shower or go take the dog outside and that's when your loved one dies. I can talk about that. That's a really interesting phenomenon um, that happens to a lot of people. I would like to hear about that. Yeah. Okay. Has that ever happened to you? No, I've only been in the room with one person when they died. Um, okay. Yeah. From a medical thing. Um, I've been in rooms with people who died uh, before. Acutely. Right. Right. Um, but yeah. Okay. Good. Well, let's plan that we'll talk about that next episode. But again, no promises because every day brings new horrors and <laughs> hanging on by a fucking thread. Okay. <laughs> And DJ, yes, your hair looks amazing. I'm so glad you did not let me give you a haircut when I was out there. Um, even though I was only going to trim the ends for you, but I'm glad that you threw that temper tantrum and told me no, and that I didn't do it. Cut my hair and my beard almost every day. She What's tried, that? Uh, Dre tries to cut my hair and my beard every day. Like yeah. she's like, I just wanna, that's like no, we're not, we're not doing this. This this shit's gonna be fucking crazy what <laughs> so okay well, number one drea is a natural she would be able to do a great job doing your hair because she's done it before right yeah sure yeah she's a natural um but why is it that you that you don't want anyone to touch your hair there's no right or wrong answer i'm just curious i want to keep it growing keep it going right That's it. are you afraid that if somebody cuts your hair that that means they're going to cut a lot of it off no okay want to cut at all period none zero no. and none. are you okay well it looks great <laughs> i love it <laughs> yeah so all right well hang in there you hang in there i you am it. you do it yep and uh Join us next week. You know what? We should. Uh, we should. We should. Uh, also, we got some people who I think uh, would be some cool guests that we should get on here. They can my start app. right now. Uh, they can have my spot for now. Yeah, maybe that would be good. Say, no, if we get an interview. That would be uh, great to. Uh, I don't know. Break it up. <laughs> Let's do that. All right. We'll stay tuned. Maybe we'll interview someone next week. Maybe I'll tell you about the death rattle. You never know. It could be anything. Who knows? You're just crying, just squalling. Oh, why they fucking hate us so much? I could do that easily at the drop of a hat. Yep. Um, uh, all right. Well, DJ, you take care. It's good to see you. Give my love to Drea and your 20 goats and your yeah. chickens. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Bye, y'all. Okay, bye.